Ladies and germs, welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast, where true health is wealth, or is it true wealth is health? Anyway, this is the best podcast you're listening to. You're so lucky to have it. I interviewed my good friend, Jennifer Slaughter, who is a working model, what she calls a lifestyle model, and we talk all about what it's like to have a career where people are constantly choosing you based off your looks, how she maintains her self-esteem, how she navigates the superficial world of modeling and acting. This was an in-person interview, which I wish all of my interviews were in person, but it's impossible people live far away. Such a perfect interview. Jennifer, thank you so much for doing this, guys. Check this out, especially if you're a young female struggling with self-esteem issues. I cannot wait for my daughters to get old enough to listen to this podcast. All right, guys, enjoy the podcast. Jennifer, thank you again. A meeting yesterday at a real estate office um, in Chesterfield, East Side. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw something I haven't seen in a really long time at a meeting. They prayed. Oh. It was kind of nice, actually. Yeah. But um, but you don't see that a lot yeah. anymore. I mean, you yeah. used to see it. You used but to now... see it all the time. I remember yeah. they prayed in school when I was like growing up. In public school? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where'd you That's, go to public school? I went to an elementary school called Corville that is no longer in Michigan. It is. It is in Detroit, Michigan. Corville? You grew up. So let's start with the origin story. So sure. Jennifer Slaughter. Let me just do a quick resume because I memorized your resume. Oh my gosh. Model, actor, marketing director. I'm not su- I'm su- not a marketing director. Superstar. You can't interrupt the host. <laughs> oh, okay. Superstar. Um works at Woodside Church. Just showed me a commercial for Cadillac. That was probably in December you showed me. You're killing it. And then you also, you play what instruments? Uh, I play bass guitar and I actually just reunited with piano a couple months ago. That's insane. And then on your Instagram, you did a rap song and they got like 40 million (laughs) views. So I'm talking to this, uh, this young, beautiful lady here and she's describing all of her talents and like, my shoes weren't even tied and I felt like I got to bring this girl on the podcast <laughs> oh and then we had to cancel. I think like uh, my kids were sick in January, but anyway, we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. That is very kind. And yes, it's, it's almost truthful, but I'm not a superstar. Yes, you are. But I am happy to be here. This is, I always tell you guys when I'm here that this is my favorite uh, dentist. Office. So, <laughs> Jennifer is my patient. She just broke the code. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> normally, I don't tell people because people like don't want people to know. It's like, why would you be embarrassed that like you go somewhere to get your teeth cleaned? That shouldn't be embarrassing. No, like I'm not like a proctologist. I mean, it is right. very vulnerable to to do, but not now. Well, it's it, cool. It shows you're dedicated to keeping your mouth clean. Yeah, like, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be gross if you're like I've never been to a dentist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into it. Okay. How did you start modeling? And do I have a shot? You do. <laughs> everyone, honestly, and I mean this, everyone has a shot. There are so many different um, sectors and uh, just avenues of modeling. You have something called lifestyle modeling, which I do a lot of that. You have people that do runway modeling, which mm-hmm. I do not do a lot of that because I'm 5'5". Five five. <laughs> um, what is lifestyle modeling? So lifestyle modeling is think um, 
think of, let's see, I'm trying to think of like something AT&T? recently. Say like I do something like that. So the most recent lifestyle shoot that I did was for Whirlpool. Oh. And that is me in my home. This is my life. And I'm showing you how much I love my washing machine. Um, and so it's interesting because that modeling was never on the radar for me. I grew up um, dancing. I started dancing when I was four years old. Uh, my mom put me in a tap and ballet class, and I loved it. And at the time, I was actually taking piano lessons. But my mom and my parents, I've got two brothers. They were like, we can't pay for both, so you got to mm-hmm. pick one. I chose dance. And so all throughout my life, I danced. I was involved in um theater at school and things like that. So just always kind of into the arts, but it wasn't until, um, I want to say mid twenties, I was living in LA and my dance agent started submitting me for more commercial work. Now commercial work, meaning commercial, actual commercials and then like commercial modeling. What took you to LA? Dance did. Okay. So you, I, you were dancing there professionally? I was. Okay. I left Detroit uh, in 2010. After I graduated Michigan State, I decided, hey, I'm going to give this a shot. I want to be a professional dancer. And so I moved down to Atlanta, and I got signed with a dance agency down there who they were connected. Their, like, mother agency was in L.A. And so after spending a couple okay. years there, that's when I went west. I, I have a question. Sure. What was your degree at Michigan State? Because that's not like a performing arts school. It is not. Yeah. Communication. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just curious. Communication. I changed my major every year at Michigan State. <laughs> so did I. I yeah. could not figure it out. I think I went, I was an education uh, major. And then I thought that I wanted, because I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and then I ended up landing on communication because I thought I wanted to be a radio show host, which is funny, or a uh, news anchor. Um, because I could see you being, I could see that. Yeah, not yeah. so not radio because you're a model. Mm-hmm. So like, what a waste! Like I'm, I have a face for radio. Um, you have a face, you have a face for modeling. So I keep going though, but like, uh, yeah, well, I. It it was just again the the I think the hesitation deep down I always wanted to perform like I wanted to make a living out of doing like out of the arts but it was always kind of like a uh, you know that's not really doable mm-hmm. you should probably have a backup and so that's how I was like well how do I like find a backup here at Michigan State that could be fun and that was I did like an internship at our radio pro at our radio. Um, station in East Lansing mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And then I thought, oh, I can also do public relations. I did a public relations internship right after I graduated. Communications I, is a strong program there. It is. Yeah. But it, I was not happy doing PR. I was like, this just isn't it. And so that is when I said, you know what, why not just try? And so that's how I ended up picking myself up in 2010 and going down to Atlanta got signed with a dance agency and that's kind of where things just took off. So why did you go to Atlanta first? Uh, okay. To me, I think Atlanta was safe. I had a couple of friends down there that I knew I could crash with, like as I was like getting started and, um, and they have a theater at the time. The, the film industry was growing in Georgia. Uh, they were shooting a lot of things and okay. they were starting to shoot more things in Georgia. Um, and they seemed to have 
again, like in Detroit, there weren't really any agencies. They right. had, there were a couple agencies you could do like auto show work, mm-hmm. you know, brand ambassadors and things like that. But there was nothing like just strictly for dance or, or film or commercial work, anything right. that you could just get your foot in the door. And I had a couple of friends like, Hey, you should check out Atlanta. There's a, a, a an agency down there that they're connected with another agency in New York and LA. And I said, okay, that's not too bad. I can drive down there and like things don't work out. I just drive back home. Mm-hmm. LA was a lot more daunting, um, just starting off. And so it felt like a, I guess a, a safer step. If okay. you will. So it was the goal to go down there to dance or to be in movies. You know, it was all of that. Okay. It was, just kind of I always I knew dance was always gonna be my first love but eventually I always wanted to end up doing film and on camera work and musical theater things like that so it was just kind of one thing that I had on my list of things that I wanted to do yeah so back up for a second Mm -hmm. why did you pick the more I guess the less safe path um and why not be an accountant yeah I know right I just, I knew I would be, I knew I would be miserable. Okay. I knew I would be miserable. Don't you feel like today though, things are different because I, I feel the same. Like when I went through school, it was like, you know, you have to get a job, work yes. for a company, get a degree, yes. you know, all these things. And now it's like, now I tell my not. kids, we're in a you gig. can make money doing so many things. Yeah. We're in a gig industry now. And yeah. I think that, um, it's interesting too. I think the timing of it. So I graduated MSU 2008, which was the peak of the recession. And so while yeah. it was awful trying to find a job fresh out of college, especially in communication, you had to have like, it was just tough. It ended up kind of working in my favor. Cause it was kind of like a cat, like it kind of pushed me. I'm like, well, you know, if, if it's already this tough anyway, to find yeah. a, what, what people will call a regular job. I better go after what why I not, want. Yeah. Exactly. Why not try what I actually want to do? Mm-hmm. And so those things kind of worked hand in hand with like pushing me, I guess. Were you way. nervous or at any point where you're like, well, if this doesn't work out, I'll go back to Michigan and be a dentist or something. <laughs> Which would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, ne- I was not, I was never afraid. I, Good. And it was baffling to my parents because they were like, but you don't have any money. What are you going to do? It's like, I'll just figure it out along the way. Yeah. I never had, you know, I just, I was not afraid to try. I just honestly felt that if I'm going to try at something, I'm going to be successful, Mm -hmm. you know, so let's try what I want. But yeah, I wasn't scared. And it sounds like you weren't money driven in the beginning. You were driven for a purposeful life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, money is still not ever a determining factor for me. It's uh, more about quality of life. And Mm -hmm. I just believe everything has a, there's some type of um, trade off, you know, even when you get a promotion, you know, what are you sacrificing? Probably more time right? and things like that. But no, it wasn't about the money or anything like that. Like I remember one of my first gigs was like $50 for the entire day. What was the gig? It was like working back. I think it was a background on a movie and was there 12 hours and I'm like walking across the yeah like just like okay we need like you to sit here all the way in the background because we need bodies in the back things like that those are a lot of a lot of like entry-level work that uh, what we would call entry-level work for entertainment but yeah it was never about the money it still isn't when you're an extra do you know what movie you're in yes you do yes okay you do (laughs) can you tell us what movie oh yeah um gosh that was so long ago 
it was a Tyler Perry movie. Okay. Because Tyler Perry Studios is in Atlanta and I am, it is failing me right now. Medea's mom or Medea's Halloween? It was, I know that the, the main actress was Lauren London. Okay. And, um, the little bow wow do you guys remember oh my god he was like the like the the love interest in the movie okay and that yeah that was the movie but i don't remember the name so if you look up like medea and those two names it'll tell you which movie you could freeze and see you sitting there so do you have an imb d whatever it is imb db db (laughs) i have one and it's funny because i i have one kind of by accident because i never actually signed up for that and randomly one day I saw that as a dancer in an award show that I did down in Atlanta, my name was like in the credit. Nice. <laughs> but there's a couple films that I've been in that aren't on there. And so I just huh. have no idea how to do it. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't care about this. Yeah. I know that stuff is important, but I just never went and like signed up for it to add the other like credits in there. But yeah. So, so how many of these extras that you're working with are like, trying to get more time is it ridiculous oh man <laughs> you mean like how many of them are like trying to get one step ahead of you to get a oh little more camera gosh. time <laughs> that is very yes that is the mindset for a lot of people it's like let me show up and just get discovered yeah you know it, is it seems very, like it'd be very competitive and like nerve-wracking doesn't it yes. yeah yeah. Or did any of them get like? Were you an extra with Brad Pitt, let's say, and he got discovered, or is that not his story? That is not Brad Pitt's story, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know his story. Yeah, it's probably just handsome from day a one. Riv- a yeah. river runs through it. I think that was like his breakout. Oh, role. really? Yeah. I've never seen that. It's a good movie. So, yeah. what was the first big break where you thought like I can turn this into something? Man, uh, big break. I would say um, my first, the first time I was like actually getting paid okay. to perform was there was this play that it's such an interesting story because the play was based in the production was based in Detroit and I got cast for it to, like one month after I moved down to Atlanta. So there was like this backwards thing that happened. So I'm out of college. I'm trying to find any type of performing arts anywhere in the city of Detroit. And I stumble upon this audition for this uh, stage play at the music hall. And I go and there's like every dancer in De- in Metro Detroit is mm-hmm. there. And it's a smaller scale production. But like there were some big n- names like in the R&B and like gospel uh, music industry that were a part of this play. And so I go, I audition, I hear nothing for months. I, I decide, you know what, I'm going to move to Atlanta. I move to Atlanta and I get an email. I Like I said, like the first month, it's like, hey, we want to cast you for this play. We're going to have you as a dancer and we're going to give you a small speaking role as well. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. I just moved to Atlanta. And they're like, oh yeah, no worries. We'll pay for your flight and your lodging. And, you know, they offered, they actually send me an offer letter. And mm. I remember reading it like, oh, this is like, I can actually get paid for this, like for the next several months. And they're like, yeah, after we do our shows at the music hall, then we're going to take it on the road. We're going to do several cities for about, I think it was like maybe four months on the road. And I think that was the moment when I was sold. I was like, okay, great. Like this actually works. Did you go on the road with them? I did. Wow. I did. 
I did. And then when it was over, I went back down to Atlanta and I just kept moving forward with auditions and things like that. What's it like on the road for a play? Whew. Um, it is challenging. Uh, and I would say this because I've been on the road with concerts and plays and it is hard because you are living and working with the same people. So you're having to navigate uh, relationship dynamics in a really interesting way. And a lot of people glamorize the touring life and mm -hmm. it is not all that glamorous. It's, it's tough. You're, you're never really off if that yeah. makes sense. And so you're, that like, makes sense. You know, you think, oh, I got Monday and Tuesday off because we most of the time with theater, you do shows on the weekends or when Wednesday through Sunday and then Saturday and Sunday, there's usually a matinee and a night show. So you're doing, you know, four shows on the weekends and you're just exhausted. And so even on your off days, when you think you're going to relax, you're still with people that you work with. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard to like kind of get away. Um but it was, I would say the first word that comes to mind is it was a lot of fun, but it was also very exhausting. What was the relationships, I guess, struggles or conflicts you were dealing with? <sighs> um, let me think about this and I'll be careful. <laughs> so I think a lot of times when you're doing things um, that involve people who have different resumes, you have people who ex who are treated differently. Um, so, for example, they are flying out a big actress from New York that plays the lead in this play. They're going to get different treatment than the dancer, you know, mm -hmm. than the dancers or sure. even just like what they call um, the company, you know, that is involved in like a, a lot of the scenes, which some people have background. But the company like is there's a lot of different dynamics with that. And so there were moments that were challenging because you feel you can physically feel and see that you're being treated differently. Um, and it just is what it is. You know, it's one of those things where it is what it is. And I think that was a great learning experience for me because seeing that on the, you know, I'm new, I'm, I'm, I'm just a dancer in this play. I'm not, you know, this big time actress, um, and so obviously there's just a lot of different dynamics there, but it taught me that I was like, I don't ever want to be that. I don't ever want to. And I'm not saying this was everyone's deal, but like it was eye opening in knowing how I never wanted to make anyone else feel that way. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. So was it the famous actors and actresses being condescending or the whole is production staff? Is that what you'd call them or? Yeah, it it's just um, you have diff just different personalities and it's kind of a wild card thing. Mm -hmm. It was never from production. Um, it was more so it's kind of what we all already know about Hollywood. You know, you've got people who are just like, I am, you know, insert name and I deserve this treatment. I've Well, I've you also you have people who are into drama. I mean, mm -hmm. as, a, as a profession, mm -hmm. you know, that's the musical theater. Yes. You know, my niece is a, in musical theater. It's uh -huh. like there's drama times 10 if there's uh -huh. 10 people. So yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, that's actors and actresses. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing was our uh, Charles, Charles Harrison, who was our hairstylist at the time, he. <laughs> His name was Harrison? Harrison. Charles, <laughs> awesome. Charles Harrison, the hairstylist. He says, you know what I'm going to do, Jen? I'm going to make a play about the play. 
Oh. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be about all the stuff that happens behind the scenes that no one gets to see before yeah. the show. And that was, he was ahead of his time because they do stuff like that now, obviously. But wasn't well, Chicago kind of like that? I think so. I saw Chicago a long time yeah. ago. I can't remember, but he was right. Yeah. <laughs> Lots I going on. Yeah. So I have to imagine too, because it's not like any of these actors or actresses are running a business or working part of a team, their whole career is based off, I need to be the center of attention. So God forbid you're a young rising star yourself and you take any attention away from them. They feel threatened career-wise, money-wise, attention-wise, everything. Like you're a threat to them. If you do any bit better than them, you like ruin their career. That's interesting. So I can see why they try to protect that. That's interesting, yeah. Unfortunately, in American movies, youth is idolized. Yes. So just the fact that you're 10 years younger, like, who's this Mm -hmm. young girl trying to Mm -hmm. take over? And it's gotten better, don't you think? It's gotten less? Sure. No. I do. You don't think so? I think on the... I I do. I think that it has in terms of... um, I mean, Jennifer Aniston's 54 years old. Right. But it looks like she's 20. Yeah, she looks great. But then there's there's a weird... uh, irony there because it's everyone is excited about her being 54 because she looks so good to be 54 but like you know like what if she aged differently Mm -hmm. or you know j-lo she looks incredible she's i think 52 and you know they're uh, most 52 year olds don't look like that but they also don't live that same lifestyle they're not you know dancing every day they don't have access to the top dermatologists and skincare and things like that. And so I do think that in terms of like saying, yeah, 54 is awesome. That's one side. But then on the other side, like you said, um, well, you, you're the, saying 54 is not awesome because you have to still look like you're 20. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, are we really saying that? Right. Now we're still idolizing, like staying young and looking like this and things like that. And it's like right. aging is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful process. But again, in America, no, it's not. It's like, how can I stay looking and feeling and being as young as I possibly can? Right. Well, when plastic surgeons make as much as neurosurgeons, like <sighs> obviously America is more worried about uh-huh. aesthetics than mm-hmm. health. Yep. I think it's harder for women to. That's why I have four daughters. I think you know that. Yes. Um, it's so hard. For men, it's like, as long as you don't look like a sack mm-hmm. of potatoes, like, yep. you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. I, I don't know. I feel like my aesthetic has changed though, as I've aged because mm-hmm. now I, I don't like the plastic surgery look. Oh, no. I like a little bit of Botox. Sure. And, don't know, get the, me wrong. I do. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I like, um, I like for people to look their age. Yep. I want to look my age. Like, yeah. I don't want to look. It's nothing. I don't want to look thirty. Yeah, I want to look good for my age. But but I used to think you had to be like perfect, and now it's like, no, the imperfections are what make people interesting. Exactly. That's how I feel. But that has changed. I mean, I remember, it's like everyone looks like a Barbie, Mm -hmm. and there was a time like supermodels, Mm -hmm. like they all looked like a Barbie, but that has changed too. Yeah. So using your looks to make money sometimes, how does that change your view on? Like, are you self-conscious like are you looking in the mirror a lot not to be kind of not to like be arrogant but like are you always worried about your own appearance that is a very good question i'm glad you asked i have if if i'm being completely transparent because i'm in entertainment and like you said part of my job is how i look a huge part of it i i can look back and see how it's really impacted just like 
worries about body image and, you know, oh my gosh, I'm getting older and my metabolism is slowing down. I'm, I'm gaining weight differently than I did. I have to make sure that I'm wearing sunscreen. You know, it does. Um, but I think I like broke through a wall this past year where I realized that it can become so unhealthy. And, and this has come from just listening to other people too in entertainment and like just body dysmorphia, Dis, am I saying that? I think that's right, yeah. Body dysmorphia. dysmorphia, thank you, is is so much higher in uh, women mm-hmm. and also women who are um, on camera and are involved in anything that is like more of a platformed type job. And they, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I've struggled with it, if I'm being honest, like throughout the years, even dating back to being a dancer in high school. Um, you know, you think about the typical ballerina and the body type and mm-hmm. w- needing to be thin. Um, and I think that being health, being, <laughs> I'm not, pro- I'm not someone that promotes being out of shape at all. Like I think that obesity is unhealthy and it should not be glamorized or anything like that. But there is this idea as a dancer of needing to be thin mm-hmm. and look like a ballerina. That was tough. So it kind of started early, even before the camera was introduced, um, and do so, you feel like, um, is it Misty Copeland? Yes. Do you, do you feel like she changed that a little bit? I, I think she I did. Do. Yeah. I think she did. Do you know who that is? Yes. No, I do not. She's a ballerina and she's, yeah, she's more built. She's strong. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think that, um, it can become, if you let it unhealthy, it, it can become unhealthy if you're just constantly, overthinking it. Like sometimes when I'm submitting for jobs and they have a specific, like, they're very specific a lot of times with these castings of what they're looking for. You know, sometimes they'll say, we're looking for um, a woman who can portray 25 to 30 years old, athletic build, blah, blah, blah. Or then there will be sometimes where a casting will say, we're searching for a woman who can portray early 30s, um, very curvy. Mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But it's been a really long time since I've seen something that has been downright, like we need you to be like thin yeah. or skinny yeah. or things like that. But it's still interesting because if you're not athletic build and you're reading this casting, what is that? What is it? How does it make you feel? And I think I finally broke through a wall where I'm like, Hey, if I don't fit the, what the casting needs, it's just not for me. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's simple as what that. What is athletic bill? I mean, what is that? mean to you it's it's kind of an ambiguous term it is um i think what they i think when i've seen it it makes sense because it'll be health like health and fitness related things okay but then there have been things that are are castings that are health and fitness related that specifically want someone that does not look like the typical like i work out and train Mm -hmm. every day and um, so yeah, it's kind of an ambiguous term. I think they yeah. athletic build could just mean that you, you know, someone that you can tell that they work out and right. take care of their body and things like that. But so I think where some anxiety would come in, if I was in that position, let's say you apply for a position and it says we need someone who can portray someone 28 to 32 and we're the same age. So I won't say how old you are, but, and then you apply to it and then they say, you're too old for that. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you thought you could portray that. And you think like, holy shit, how old <laughs> these people think I am. And then that would get me thinking like, uh-huh. am, am I not viewing myself the same way the world views me? Mm-hmm. So how are you breaking through well, that? Well, I can tell you, you're definitely not. 
viewing yourself the same way the world views you. Because I, I don't think human beings can do that. I don't you can't, but it wouldn't give you anxiety that like if your whole yeah. career is based off your looks and you're assessing your looks, like I'm a dentist. If I'm assessing my hand skills incorrectly, like I'm in big trouble. Yeah. So I'm not providing the value. Mm-hmm. Not that your value is in your looks. Sure. But sure. let's say the value that they want from you is to portray something. How did you personally break through that and separate modeling Jen from I have my own self worth Jen that's not acting? Yeah. Um that's a great question. Or do you rely on other people to tell you? Like that that's how I would do it. I would well, say Well she can't because what do they say she's not that young? Yeah. Then then they just knocked on your self esteem. Well, yeah. I would say, Can I pull off, you know, to you, my friend, can I pull off playing a thirty five year old? And you'd say Hell no. But aren't you putting all your <laughs> self-worth into someone else then? Well, no, not if it's your friends and family. Yeah. Well, there's someone know. else. If everyone says no. Right. You're, then I'd say I probably you're 45. Can't, I can't pull that off. But you're yeah. 45. And you ask all your friends, do I look 45? And if all your friends say no, you look older, you're yeah. going to be like, what the F? Well, I would hope they wouldn't say I look older. But, but you're putting your self-worth into their hands. Right. Mm-hmm. So as someone who unfortunately constantly mm-hmm. does that with your job. I see what you're saying. How, yeah. are you, how are you not doing that? That's a great question. So there's two parts. I'll have, I have two, a two-part answer, if you will. So the first is usually when you submit for, okay, usually when you are sent a casting from, say, your agent, which is what how, primarily how I book my work is through eight, my agents, if they send me a casting, it's because they know, they know like my previous work, they know who I can portray and usually what the client is looking for. So they've screened. So they've already kind of done this uh, pre-screening thing, if you will. So uh, if you get in a casting, it's because you fit into whatever that is. So 90, I'll say like 99% of the time, it's already something that they think that I could, portray so that's the first part of the answer the second part is usually when you when I submit I don't you only hear back if they're interested which is Mm. very a very small percentage because again it's very there's a lot of competition and so I'm never I I'm I and I'm not saying that I've always been this way either this has been work you know like throughout the years because in the beginning it's tough you're like oh man I must really suck like or and and dance auditions are a whole entire other realm because, yeah, well, that's just another, yeah, that's just completely different. We'll talk about that on a separate, but um, it is hard. It is, but I think that I'm at the point where I'm like, if my agent sent this to me, like, I'll get stuff that'll say, we're looking for a young mom who could have a six-year-old. Yeah, I could have a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'll submit for that, you know? And... um but then you're right, you know, what if they send me something and it's like, hey, we're looking for someone to play college age. And that does happen sometimes. They'll send me stuff for college age. And I'm in my mind, I laugh because I'm like, I, I know I'm at college age. But, you know, if I if I get a call back, which is usually what you would consider like a second interview, um, if I get a call back, then, hey, you know, like there was something about me for this role that worked, if not, whatever. But there's so many varying factors in casting that I wish people who are, I guess, just getting started or allowing that to get into their head. There's so many varying factors. Like the the one that I always like to lean on, if it makes me, even if it's just a coping mechanism is 
a lot of times they don't know what they want until they start to see mm-hmm. people sin casting. Okay. It. So say they're looking for, they might think That's such a good actually point. for the commercial, a commercial that I just did originally, which this is funny, a funny story. Cause it could have totally broke all my confidence, but they were originally looking for some, uh, uh someone in their fifties to play an engineer. They were looking for three people that were like in their fifties to play these engineers in this commercial. The other role uh, was something that I didn't even get asked to submit for. But when I got to the audition, they ended up deciding, you know what? We want our engineers young and fashionable actually. And so they completely changed direction. And so that happens all the time. And you hear this, I mean, if you watch a lot of actors and actresses, oh, yeah, I went into audition for this role because I thought this was, they end up casting me for this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know, it happens all the time. And so it ends up helping you because it's like, oh, they probably, yeah, they said this in the casting notice, but then they get like their submissions in and they start to think, actually, we, this is, this person, we really like what, you know, they, this is what we want. They change their minds all the time. What was the commercial with it? Um, with the engineers. Cadillac. It was a Cadillac oh, okay. commercial. Is that the one you saw? She showed me the commercial. Yeah. But let me ask you this question then, because you obviously have way more self-esteem than me. What if do they... Do I though? <laughs> do I is the question. I hide behind a mask all day. <laughs> what if you were applying for that Cadillac commercial mm-hmm. and they go, Jennifer, you're perfect for a 50-year-old nerdy engineer. <laughs> would you feel grateful they have the job or would you feel like a piece of poop if they think you're 50? Both. 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 Okay. Yeah. Would you be able to shake that off, or would like that a year down the road to go? That guy thought I was fifty. I would probably laugh really hard about it because. Okay. I mean, I I would probably be. I I feel like if I told that to someone, they would think it was ridiculous. But sure. In a hypothetically speaking, yeah, that would that would be awful. So because I, I there's something I need to figure out if someone thinks I'm fifty. I guess the point I'm trying to drive home and. You mm-hmm. must. You have a. You have well, a lot you of. You can't take it personally. That's, well, the, that's, that's the answer. It's difficult it's though hard. because in that position, no, people hard. are constantly evaluating yes. you. Yeah. What yes. they evaluate in my job is kind of how I look, kind of how I talk, but more it's my work. Sure. So right. If yep. my work is bad, I can always get better. Mm-hmm. If my face is crappy, like yeah. end of the road. No. So <laughs> your job is hard because you're always. There's like so many gatekeepers. Yep. And they're like, you're not well, they're pretty. Judge, they're judging. Yeah, you. you're not pretty yeah. enough yeah. to do Cadillac. Yep. You have to do Toyota. Yep. Or I mean, like there's constant judgment. No, you're. And that's gotta be difficult. It's hard. It is very hard. It is not. Um, yeah, it's not something to just kind of roll off your back, if you will. Like you go to, like you say, you go to an interview. Maybe you don't have as much experience as the person before you, or you maybe you are a painter and oh, you didn't add enough color. You know, whatever it is, it's not. It, it's not as personal. It's not so much on your actual identity and who you are. So it is difficult. And honestly, I tell people all the times so that like one thing that I've had to really, other than like just body image stuff and things like that, I've really had to realize that rejection and struggling with rejection is something you, it's, it's a, it's a fight. It really is. And, um, I try to break this down in numbers. So say my, I'm full-time freelancing as an actress and a model. And so I spend my year, say I've done 20 submissions a month. That's over a hundred submissions. Am I, am I doing my math right? I mean, no, that's not 20 times 12 is 240. Yeah. So 10. Say you do 200 <laughs> over 200 submissions in the year and you work 20 jobs. 
that's a great year. Okay. In my opinion, that's a great year. But if you think about all the no's, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of rejection, right? And that was hard for me because you can internalize that and think again, man, I just, I'm just not doing good or I I don't look good enough or, you know, you can go, but it's really, it's not, it's not, I'm not trying to say it's a numbers game, but when I try to tell people, they're like, oh, that's so cool. How do you enjoy that? I'm like, it's tough. It's tough. You have to, you have to really get to a place where you understand that it is not personal Mm -hmm. and you know, you are either fitting what the the role of the client that they need to sell something or you're not. I mean, there have been times where I've submitted for a commercial and got a call back and end up seeing the commercial and I'll see, oh yeah, that that's not even me. Like I don't fit that demographic or whatever it is, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I'm like, I was being rejected by them. It just was yeah. not, you know, the mm-hmm. role and, you know, but again, I was not always there. It was, you know, like as a dancer, you know, you're you're going in uh, like in L.A. Let me let me walk you through a dance audition. Say it's like a large tour coming up. Say Rihanna is casting dancers for her tour. Most of the dance agents are going to get that call. They're going to get the location and they're going to send it out to say that she's only casting female dancers. And they're going to send out to all our female dancers and you show up. There's going to be like 300 plus girls at this audition. So they bring you this huge room. You're st- you're getting stepped on like you're trying to see the choreographer up in the mirror. It's a it's like all it's a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure. You're li- literally looking at everyone, comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. A whole you know like her hair looks like this, and wow, she's got a six pack. You know things like that. You're thinking all of this. Then there's a cut. They usually cut it in half, and then it just keeps getting cut down. And then they get down to like maybe I would say twenty something dancers, and they do what they like I said a callback. It's a lot of mental like anguish mm-hmm. that you're going through um, where now a lot of castings that I've, especially after COVID, you can do a lot of stuff on your own. You set your camera up, you frame it, you slate, you send it in. And now it's just like, I don't know. who I, I love the fact that I don't know who just I'm comparing out. myself to. Like, throw it out there. here yeah. you go. You're either going to call me or you're not. Right. But I struggled the most when it came to dance auditions because, again, you're in, you, you, you're you there. You're seeing how everyone else dances. You're constantly comparing yourself. You're there a lot of times a lot more brutal in the dance world, to be honest with you. Like, And so I think that that was a good way to kind of even start because it kind of thickened my skin a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, it is tough. It really is. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like, no, my identity isn't in. No, mm-hmm. it's taken a long yeah. time to get to a place where I'm just like, you know what? If I'm supposed to be, if this is supposed to be a job that I get, great. If not, not a big deal, you know. Um, but, again, it's taken time. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the four agreements. Yeah. Don't take anything personally. Do you know that book? No, I don't. Book. Oh, wow. That's a great book. Um, we cannot take things But personally. it's true because if you take every – who's – what basketball player said that, you know, about the shots he didn't make? Who was it? I think about Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player. You miss no, all the shots you don't no, take. No, I think it was a basketball player. He was talking about all the shots he made, and then he said, you know what, for every shot I made, there were like – all the shots I didn't make. Yep. Yeah. There you know, it is right but there. that's not what I talk about. There that's not what right anyone there. talks about. They talk about the shots he made. There it is right there. But there's, re- there's always rejection. Yeah. I have that too. Yeah. You know, I go to get a job. It's like, yeah. sometimes I don't get it. Well, and that's the thing. Like I try to tell my friends, like my friends, maybe once every couple of years will be like, Hey, I'm applying for a new job. 
Yeah. So they either, they only have to get rejected or right. a yes or a no once every couple years. I'm like, you know, it's weird because it's kind of like you get, I don't want to say numb, but like you just start to kind of let it roll off your back, mm-hmm. you know? It's really builds character because you're going in like, there's like two people, like people in the game and people in the stands criticizing people yep. in the game. You're in the game. And like people who are criticizing wish they were in the game. There you go. So like the resilience you're building by taking these no's or taking these yeses. Or imagine the mental resilience you have that you can be rejected for a role. And it's not because you think, oh, I'm ugly. But you thought to yourself, I'm not the right fit. Yep. I wish people could. I wish I could think that if a patient rejects treatment with me, mm-hmm. I think like, oh, they probably think I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. So it's like to have that skill will take you beyond modeling and acting. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing to have. I don't think many people have that. I have a question for you. Do you sure. ever have you ever gotten a role from a audition that you didn't get the role? Like, did they ever? Did someone ever reach out to you and say you auditioned for this? But we want get, you for this instead. Yeah, something yeah. totally different. Yes. Yeah, they wanted her to be a ninety-year-old engineer. <laughs> right. <laughs> that actually. No, not that. Like, so I, that, like I mean, you go to one. Yeah. It's, it's a no. That's, but then it spins off into a different. That job. actually happened. So with the Cadillac thing, that was more so creative direction just changed. Like they ended up saying we want to change what we thought we were going to do with this commercial, and they switched it. It was a little bit more hip. It wasn't a traditional type I thing. I want to see it. And sure, I'll send it to you. Um, but that actually did happen to me last year. And it was a huge lesson because there was this casting that went out for a commercial that was being shot in Cincinnati. And there were like, I think there were like, there were, I think nine different roles. And I'm reading through the roles and I'm like, man, I, I don't really fit into any of these, but maybe this one. Mm-hmm. But there was another one that I was like, oh, I really would love to do this role, but I'm not going to audition for that because I probably there's like it was like this eccentric, like eclectic makeup artist, like buzz sides. And I'm like, that would be fun. But mm-hmm. like there were parts of it that I was like that that would I could I could pull that off as an actor. I know that's not who I am. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's weird because. You're auditioning as an actor, but really they're kind of some with a lot of lifestyle stuff and a lot of commercial stuff. They kind of want already who you are. So it's just all this weird mm-hmm. crossing when it comes to commercial stuff, because film is different, too, because when you're doing film, you're literally portraying and taking on someone else. Right. There could be things about you that relate to that care, but commercial stuff, a lot of times they want you to fit into a certain demographic already. And you could very much well already be that person, you know, like say, say I'm, I am a mom and uh, Pampers, you know, wants me to be in a commercial holding, you know, then, then that kind of makes sense. Right. But anyway, sorry to go back to your question. This commercial had nine roles. There was this one, I was like, that would be fun, but I, I probably couldn't pull that off. They're looking for something totally different. So I ended up auditioning for this other role. They call it the modern organic woman. She was supposed to be in her bathroom. And I was like, I, I can, that's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So audition and modern um, organic. I know. Yeah. I know these titles are funny. It was like modern organic woman, um, woman in bathroom. And then this other <laughs> one was bathroom. like in eclectic bathroom. makeup artists, ex- something like that. It was like two completely different things, but I was like, Oh, this kind of probably anyway, they called my agent calls me. She goes, Hey Jen, um, this brand wanted to, uh, they want you to, they like 
your audition, but they actually want you to resend it for the eclectic uh, makeup artist role. And I go, really? And she's like, yeah. She's like, can you send it in like an hour? And I'm like, uh, sure. So like run, set up camera, send in the, um, the submission and I ended up booking the job. And I was like, wow. I remember it was like a huge lesson to me because I'm like, I could have just submitted for both because there's like, right. it wasn't like they were like, you can only submit for one. Sometimes they will say that, but a lot of times it's like you submit for a cup, you can submit for several roles, but I had already just kind of, you know, said no, but again, I, you just never know what they're looking for. And then when I saw who they booked for the modern organic role that I actually auditioned for it, like polar opposites, like completely different characters, you know, things like that. So can you describe what the girl looked like for the modern organic? She looked like someone who grew in all respect, grew up on a farm, makes her own food, like girl, like (laughs) has like chickens outside, like, but like, Something I've never done, you know, it's so just like a com- yeah, yeah, exactly. I just read it completely different. And then like another thing which was interesting with this one is they gave photos as inspiration. So I was able to even look kind of at oh. and I'm thinking I yeah, like the eclectic one. Like I said, it was like funky hair, like, mm. you know, like Did you shave the side of your head. No, oh unfortunately, I wasn't able to like do that. That would have been fun, but also would have probably impacted future. <laughs> oh, my God. But like yeah. it just. But they, I remember talking to the producer on set and she was like, yeah, I remember when we were going through submissions, we liked, we just liked you for this role, even though we at first wanted someone who kind of was like, like maybe at a mohawk and like piercing, it, oh, like piercings that was in the description. Like on your nose or something? Yeah, like they were like piercings we love, tattoos on? we love. Like, no, oh. they, it, they, it, they went a completely different direction. Okay. Well, that's so true of what you were just saying then. It's like whatever the description they write, they really don't even know. They don't know. Until they see you. who's on there. And I know this as a, as someone even being creative. Sometimes like if, if I'm writing a song, I might think I'm going to write a jazzy song that's like moody and kind of sad. But then like I might start and I'm like, actually, never mind. We're going to make this like a happy pop song, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just never know. Don't you think people like limit themselves though a lot? Just yeah. in Just in all different types of... I don't know, situations like yes. you, you just assume. Yes. We assume too much. Um, yes. Is that another one of the agreements? Don't really, assume anything. I'm really plugging this book today. <laughs> she gets but, two cents for every book. I know. <laughs> Commission. I'm like, have I mentioned the four? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but I think people limit. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting better at not doing that. Probably yeah. much like yourself and probably you too. But it's like, we just assume they're not going to like me. Yep. Or that's not the part for me. Yep. Or. I'm not going to get that job. It's too big. You know, I, I did that to myself a few times yeah. and now I'm like, I'm going 100%. for it. You know, they might, I did, um, I did tell someone once they said, well, why should I hire you instead of someone else? And I said, you know what, just, or how do I choose who to hire? And I said, pick the person that you like the most because you're going to spend a lot of time with us. And, um, they didn't hire me. Hey, worked out. <laughs> <laughs> So you go. It kind of bit me, but it was like, ah, right. awesome. <laughs> um, so what was, so I'm having more patience. I listened to this. So I stopped using the F word. It kills me <laughs> on the inside. So what was that commercial for? Was it like a whole foods commercial? It was actually for, um, HGTV and it wasn't for the brand. It airs on HGTV and Magnolia networks for a brand called signature hardware. And that, what is signature hardware? Is it on signature now hardware? or not? Yet? Yeah. Oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, signature hardware is like where you go, like when you're ready to like build a house and the, you buy all your faucets, your bathtubs. Sounds expensive. 
Yes. Yeah. Sounds like restoration Kitchen hardware. It, that's what it is. Oh, it's it like is. Restoration okay. furniture hardware. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they did a full campaign on ki- kitchens and then one on bathrooms. And the bat the bathroom one was the one that I ended up booking. But yeah, it was just interesting again. So what role cool. does the what was your title again? Hardcore rager. What was she the? was the eclectic maximalist. So what were you doing in, in the what were you maximizing? So like <laughs> I was like. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm trying pr- to remember the script. Okay, this is a television ad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a television ad. So Do you have lines? my lines were, "I'm not afraid to stand out." Ooh, <laughs> like that's literally, literally how it starts. Like I'm not afraid to stand out. I'm in bold colors. Oh, I love it. Um, it was like, what were you doing? Were you like, I'm in have, my bathroom? Did you have like purple hair? No, I had a very like bright earrings. outfit on. So like I had like this. Uh, you know the color chartreuse. Yeah, I love like that this color. Chartreuse blazer, this like animal print skirt, and like this patterned blouse. Lots of jewelry. Yeah. Uh, these like green jelly heels. Like a lot of bracelets. Lots probably. of bracelets, okay. and then like my bathroom <laughs> has got like plants in it, and it was like gold faucets. I'll show it to you guys. Yeah. But anyway, it's like just real like just extra. What well, is that's the, the um, word? What extra. is the what is that organic? Um, Ladies say. Was she churning butter in no, her She wasn't. No, she was no. She was like she walks out and her like she has this piece about her. She's all zen. Like she's so zen. Oh, that's a pile she's of got her, yoga. She's got her no, she's got her. Mat. She was perfect for it. She had like a I think some towels in her hand and she goes, I like a modern organic touch. Kind of like my personal own spa. Like this Zen oh, character. Okay. But was it like yin and yang? Like she was one aspect. There's three. There's three. Then there's this guy and he's like, he was, what was the name of his role? I can't remember, but he was like diva. He had like pink satin pajamas. He's got a glass of champagne and they're going through all three of our bathrooms in this commercial. So just so you know, as the buyers, listen, we have everything for everybody okay yeah. if you're like if you want this we got it if, if you're, you're flamboyant if you're fa- like, yes yeah, like exactly that. Okay. so that was the point of the whole commercial and then they did the same thing for like a, a whole kitchen set which is like a separate ad they had like, that's great marketing oh it was great so you yeah. were on the set there in their yeah. bathroom they built out bathrooms in a warehouse and you okay so all three of you were there at the same time no we shot <laughs> separately okay uh-huh. it was like two it was the same day but they broke each day up into um, segments. So, so like, like, how many hours of acting do you do for uh, in the commercial for how long? Did you say like a minute in the commercial? I'm in the commercial, not even a minute. I think the whole commercial is a minute. Mm. I was there. This was actually a shorter shoot. These people, people were not playing games. They were like, we have a lot of like a lot to shoot. And I think that this, I think that the whole time that I was actually working out like outside of hair, makeup and wardrobe, I think maybe just two hours oh. for like 20 seconds of mm-hmm. what was your Which out- is short because oh, your most of the, the time. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause most of the time, I mean, usually with commercials, like I did a Ford commercial and I was on set for 10 hours. Wow. But I wasn't, I wasn't actually doing anything that, that the entire 10 hours, mm-hmm. it You're was sure. just kind of like, okay, hop in the car, do this, get out, you know, yeah. that, totaled up to maybe like another hour so, hour and a half of like five for five seconds for the two hours you're in this bathroom commercial is it like say the line again say the line again yeah. say it this way but look this way act this way mm-hmm. pretend you're we're gonna taller. we're gonna change the camera shot up okay uh, give us take five grab water come back do it again this time 
talk to this camera, walk this way, and then switch your eye line to that camera. Oh okay, gosh. now this time, do it again, but this time we're only going to say the beginning line. Okay, this time, you know, there's Is like tiring? different versions. Do they ever want you to say it differently? Like, to people uh-huh. go, like, I'm not afraid to stand out. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, yeah you fine. play around with that, yeah. and I think that that's something that comes, like, you know, just with naturally, because you're yeah. like, let me give them options when they go through to edit this. They might like the inflection on... I'm not are they giving you? Do, are they like pretend your grandma died? You're like, I'm not afraid to stand out, or like, are they, <laughs> <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, you know, like, they're Why like, is that the example? <laughs> the, okay, I'll, I'll let me. I'm trying to think of something. I think acting would be really difficult. It, like, if someone told me act sad, I'd just be like, yeah, they, they stop smirking. <laughs> you want to know where I got my greatest acting, like, I guess, experience? So what's helped me the most with my acting? Yes, is being a waitress. Oh, I, it's the best job ever. I was a wait. I've been a waitress off and on all throughout. I wouldn't say the past like ten years. Like I finally retired. I like retired. I was retired. like God. I was like God. I don't want to wait another table. Please <laughs> let this be it. Do you miss it? <sighs> no. Okay, that was the best job I, mean, I ever had. I do. Yeah. I do. But I don't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it it prepared me the most for commercial acting. I think it just prepares you for life. And life. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm able to... You can multitask. I you can, can talk multi- to anyone. I can talk to yeah. anyone. I'm not intimidated to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It makes you quick on your feet. You can approach like people. That. Yeah. yeah. So we were actually just talking about this today at work. And um, we we're shooting something with one of our... Um, colleagues and i'm like you're so good did you take an improv class he's like yeah i did i've I've taken several improv classes and i've read this book and he's like but you got chops too where and i'm like oh from being a waitress like (laughs) that's where it came from like coney island (laughs) no seriously walking up to a table of like five people having to introduce yourself Mm -hmm. they make corny jokes you gotta laugh (laughs) you know like or they say something that you just don't understand but like you gotta kind of be you know i'm telling you it was like gave me the most you have to pretend you're not offended if don't say something offensive yeah, yeah. Don't, don't waste your money on acting classes guys make money become a server and then get all the experience you need that's such good advice yeah. i think everyone <laughs> like college age you know 20s should wait tables yep i think everyone I who like, wants to go out to eat needs to at least wait tables yes i did for like, like <laughs> 11 or 12 years like yeah. all through college mm-hmm. um a little bit after yeah. dentistry is a lot like waitressing i felt like because you're going room to room oh, yeah. you, know? you get paid less but it's just yeah. like yeah right <laughs> actually the, the waitressing is more maybe more fulfilling it's got yeah. well not when i see people like jennifer but yeah it's more fun how many times is a waitress after. Would somebody say something you didn't, and you didn't, oh my you didn't quite catch what they said, but you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping they wouldn't like follow up. I think that's half time. of my job. <laughs> half yeah. of my job. And then I just got to be like, let me go get that Coke for that Diet Coke for you. Don't you do that <laughs> here Sorry. in the dental office? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They tell me, I, I like zone out for one. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, and just like, dang it. I'm like, yeah. I hope, you're like, oh, hope Billy's doing oh, okay. It's the worst when they're like, if it's like serious and like they are. You know, okay. You know how like hairdressers say they're also therapists. Yeah, yeah. which I get it. They they have to recall a lot of information oh, yeah. too. They must keep notes. There's no way they There's can remember. No, oh my gosh, their brain is just programmed like yeah. a doctor's brain. I think. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, there will be. There's like there those times when you have someone they may not be having a good day and they just feel led to open up to you and you're like I'm trying to remember this table's order I know. And right. like, oh my gosh oh, I'm so sorry I'll be right back with your diet coke <laughs> oh my god your fries are on the your way fries are on the way oh my but, gosh yeah so 
we're coming up in the hour mark. Um, okay. Oh my gosh! This flew by. Yeah, we we have to have you back. This has been amazing. I'd love to come. We, back. I went with a couple of questions. The main one I got to ask you is: oh a young girl going into modeling or acting, what's some advice for her? Oh, that is such a good question. Okay, I have to. I promised myself that if you asked me a question like this and I didn't immediately have the answer, that I would take a second to think about take it. Take a second. Yeah, okay. absolutely. A girl going. A young girl going into modeling and acting. What is the best advice? Oh, gosh, that is so hard. Okay, let me go back to, like, me going into this. It might be a long-winded answer. But what? We had time. Couple, we got, I got there's, a couple there's no minutes. time limit. No, 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 no. Minutes. It doesn't end okay. an hour. If we went to 90 minutes, that's okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to kick you out. At no, <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I do have to leave soon, which is unfortunate because this has been fun. So my advice is, A, figure out your why. Why do you really want to do this? Because I think a lot of times, especially in vanity, like the vanity culture in our our country, it can seem like um, such a uh, admirable thing to become a model or an actress, especially as a woman, because our a lot of times values placed on how we look, and those are two things that are sometimes attributed to that. My thing will always be, why do you want to do this? That is the f- you have to know why you actually want to do it because that is what's going to help you when you are feeling the weight of all the no's and the rejection or bad days even on set when you just feel like you got maybe chewed alive or whatever it is, you're, you're going to need to remember your why. And I think that um, I always kind of knew my why, but I never solidified it. And I think that every time I was struggling and wanted to give up or felt just, just you know, any type of discouragement going back to, okay, Jennifer, remember, you're doing this for blah, blah, blah. So my advice is always know why. Um, make sure you have a good community around you to support you um, that loves you and can help you walk through also your decisions because there have been times where there are not always going to be opportunities that are good ones especially in modeling and acting. There can be Mm -hmm. things that you might look back and be like, maybe shouldn't have did that one. That's not who I wanted to portray, whatever it is. Having people around you that know you and want the best for you as well to you bring it before. Hey, do you think I should do this job? Like, should I do a cigarette ad Mm -hmm. or should I maybe, you know, whatever it is, because I've had, you know, friends as well in the industry. And I think it's important to have um, people around you that can help kind of guide you and give you advice, just like anything else. And lastly, oh man, a no is not a you are not good enough for this. A no is this isn't you aren't meant for this and it's not meant for you because that is not some flowery sugar coated. That is real. It just is real, you know, um, in a in a very uh, practical way, but also in a spiritual way, because if you think about it, if 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 we're here and, and our opportunities that were presented in life and we know like we're on a path and this specific one, I, I can look back seriously over the past 15 years and be so happy at a lot of the things that I really wanted to get in terms of like music stuff and movie stuff and things like that. And I'm just so glad that I didn't because I truly believe I wouldn't be the same person. I would have ended up where I am now, things like that. But um, yeah, like knowing your why, having the people, um, every no is not, uh, you're not right for it. It's just not meant for you. And I think the last one is 
don't please don't do it because you want to be famous like <laughs> fame is whack and it's mm-hmm. just there's this if you if you watch the trends of a lot of people who just want to be big stars you will watch um a lot of times sad stories and you'll hear a lot of sad stories and so be okay with um whatever level of uh, modeling and acting that you get to now I'm not saying that being it going very very far is bad but again tying it back to the why it's going to matter a lot in the long run and so just again knowing the why kind of ties that last thing together I think that's all I got that's awesome (laughs) that's like perfect life advice oh my gosh that's like that's amazing that was so well articulated. Yeah, I'm getting like off the cuff, goosebumps. Like that. Um, I hope when my daughters get old enough, they will listen to that oh, segment right there because so it is so hard in America, everywhere in the world, for any female mm-hmm. to get, especially in a vanity type career yeah. like you're doing. We're so lucky to have you on here. Yeah, this is really fun. I, it yeah. went really Honestly, fast. The privilege was mine. Thank you guys for having me. I, I would love to be back because I've got stories. Yeah. <laughs> we, we asked one more and yes, it's sure. a little different because sure. you're in acting, but like, how can people find you? I know you have, can you give us your Instagram? Can you follow me on Instagram? You're killing me. I, I am following you on it. I've oh, been following follow you. Me. I've been following you on Instagram. I'm teasing you. Can you tell us I, your Instagram? So yes. We, it is at the Jennifer brand, but... I often take social media hiatus. Good for you. And I am currently in in one of those seasons. Sure. So it's still there, but it's like deactivated. Okay. And so you can't find it right now. But it, are it, you anywhere else online or I at Jennifer? Do they have to buy a Cadillac to see it? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I I just um, I'm very protective on just how much time I spend on social. media. Good for you. Which is another thing because that can. That can hurt you. Oh my gosh! Even in, you, know, you can be on there and you're looking at everyone else do. Oh, they got this job and oh, they did that. It's and, not. It's not real. Yeah, yeah and and you have to remind yourself social media is not real life. Mm-mm. I mean, it is. I understand there are parts of fragments of it that are, but I think it's. I guess if I'm adding in another like, yeah, I'm tying in like where people can find me, but also where you can't find me. Nowhere is <laughs> nowhere because I stay far away from social media. Good um, for you. Just for yeah, I think. so if you're looking for Jennifer, just contact us. <laughs> just call, yeah. yeah. At, <laughs> at the Vince brand. <laughs> so let's end it. At um, total transition practice. We're so proud of you, and we'll have you back on. Thank you guys. Thank so you so much. much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.